June 1st. And now we turn our attention to today's reading of the New Testament. And we'll be looking into the book of John, chapter 20, verses 1 through 31, where we'll read about confusion. Mary jumped to conclusions and soon had Peter and John on the run. They were busy, but they had nothing to say and were accomplishing very little. They saw the evidence for the resurrection, but it did not change their lives. They needed a meeting with the living Christ. We'll read about love. Unbelief blinds our eyes to the Lord's presence. See, when He speaks His word to us, faith and love are rekindled. Mary was changed from a mourner to a missionary when she met the living Lord. And then we'll read about peace. Locked doors will not give you peace, nor will they keep out your loving Savior. He comes with a message of peace based on His sacrifice on the cross. And also packed into this passage, we'll read about faith. There is so much here. The Lord tenderly deals with our doubts and unbelief. We, today, cannot see Him or feel His wounds. But we have the Word of God to assure us. When your faith falters, do not ask for signs. Open His Word and let Him reassure you. And now let's read the reassuring Word of God here in the New Testament. June 1st, John chapter 20, verses 1 through 31. Early Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. She ran and found Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. She said, They have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb, and I don't know where they have put him. Peter and the other disciple ran to the tomb to see. The other disciple outran Peter and got there first. He stooped and looked in, and saw the linen cloth lying there, but he didn't go in. Then Simon Peter arrived and went inside. He also noticed the linen wrappings lying there, while the cloth that had covered Jesus' head was folded up and lying to the side. Then the other disciple also went in, and he saw and believed. For until then they hadn't realized that the Scripture said he would rise from the dead. Then they went home. Mary was standing outside the tomb crying, and as she wept, she stooped and looked in. She saw two white-robed angels sitting at the head and foot of the place where the body of Jesus had been lying. "'Why are you crying?' the angels asked her. "'Because they have taken away my Lord,' she replied, "'and I don't know where they have put him.' She glanced over her shoulder and saw someone standing behind her. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. "'Why are you crying?' Jesus asked her. "'Who are you looking for?' She thought he was the gardener. "'Sir,' she said, "'if you have taken him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will go and get him.' "'Mary,' Jesus said. She turned toward him and exclaimed, "'Teacher!' "'Don't cling to me,' Jesus said, "'for I haven't yet ascended to the Father. But go find my brothers and tell them that I am ascending to my Father and your Father, my God and your God.' Mary Magdalene found the disciples and told them, I have seen the Lord. Then she gave them his message. That evening, on the first day of the week, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly Jesus was standing there among them. 
peace be with you, he said. As he spoke, he held out his hands for them to see, and he showed them his side. They were filled with joy when they saw their Lord. He spoke to them again and said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. Then he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you refuse to forgive them, they are unforgiven. One of the disciples, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, was not with the others when Jesus came. They told him, We have seen the Lord. But he replied, I won't believe it unless I see the nail wounds in his hands, put my fingers into them, and place my hand into the wound in his side. Eight days later, the disciples were together again, and this time Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, but suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing among them. He said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Put your hand into the wound in my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. My Lord and my God, Thomas exclaimed. Then Jesus told him, You believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who haven't seen me and believe anyway. Jesus' disciples saw him do many other miraculous signs besides the ones recorded in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing in Him, you will have life. Faithful 
Today we're reading from Psalm 119, verses 153 through 176. And here we'll read about the fact that one of the most difficult things in the life of faith is to be accused by Satan and ungodly people. Plead my cause, praise the psalmist, and God defended him. When the enemy accuses you, let the word of God assure you. For the word is truth. If Satan tries to drag you into his court, well, read Romans chapter 8, verses 31 through 39. Knowing the word of God and obeying it will bring joy to your heart, the kind of joy you would have if you found a buried treasure or inherited a fortune. If material wealth is your goal, God's word will not be a joy to you. But if you love the word more than money, you will have eternal spiritual treasures. Along with joy, you'll experience love and hope. These are treasures that money cannot buy. If you put the Word of God first in your life, you'll have something to sing about. Spontaneously, you'll find yourself singing God's Word and turning statutes into songs. You see, when your heart delights in God's law, your lips must declare God's praise. After all, You talk about the things you love, right? When God's Word fills your heart, the right words will come out of your mouth. Psalm 119, verses 153 through 176. Look down upon my sorrows and rescue me, for I have not forgotten your law. Argue my case, take my side. Protect my life as you promised. The wicked are far from salvation. For they do not bother with your principles. Lord, how great is your mercy! In your justice, give me back my life. Many persecute and trouble me, yet I have not swerved from your decrees. I hate these traitors, because they care nothing for your word. See how I love your commandments, Lord. Give back my life, because of your unfailing love. All your words are true. All your just laws will stand forever. Powerful people harass me without cause. But my heart trembles only at your word. I rejoice in your word like one who finds a great treasure. I hate and abhor all falsehood. But I love your law. I will praise you seven times a day because all your laws are just. Those who love your law have great peace and do not stumble. I long for your salvation, Lord, so I have obeyed your commands. I have obeyed your decrees, and I love them very much. Yes, I obey your commandments and decrees, because you know everything I do. O Lord, listen to my cry. Give me the discerning mind you promised. Listen to my prayer. Rescue me as you promised. Let my lips burst forth with praise, for you have taught me your principles. Let my tongue sing about your word, for all your commands are right. Stand ready to help me, for I have chosen to follow your commandments. O Lord, I have longed for your salvation, and your law is my delight. Let me live so I can praise you, and may your laws sustain me. I have wandered away like a lost sheep. Come and find me. 
for I have not forgotten your commands. Proverbs 16, verses 14 and 15. The anger of the king is a deadly threat. The wise do what they can to appease it. When the king smiles, there is life. His favor refreshes like a gentle rain.